0: listening to TKO on CFRU Radio, 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Non right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they got started in the game and of course where they are now so what is happening y'all i hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far goodness oh, if you're from guelph or even if you live in southern ontario you probably know by now how phenomenal the weather has become I think it is officially the warmest it's been in the entirety of the year, in the year 2023. And um, every single person that I talk to, including myself, sounds just so incredibly grateful for this beautiful weather. So if you're listening to this right now, uh, I really do encourage you to step outside. Maybe if you're listening from your phone, if you're listening from Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you know, download your episode and just step outside, go on a nice neighborhood walk or a nature walk or maybe put it uh, play the podcast episode in your car, go for a nice drive. You know, enjoy the beautiful weather. By the way, you know, did did you just see what I just said here? I I hit two birds with one stone. Number one, promoting the weather. Number two, promoting uh, the best show on earth, uh, TKO. (laughs) But uh, no, in all seriousness, I really hope that everybody's uh, been taking advantage and enjoying this beautiful weather right now. Uh, Personally, I don't know how many walks I've been on today. I went on a walk with my friend, shout out to my friend Julia, um, and uh, I I think, I mean, I, I Again, because I've done so many walks today, I kind of lost count because of how many times I've done it. But I and the, and then I just went on some walks myself. And um, if it were up to me, honestly, I would just take my microphone and my computer and I would go on a walk as I record TKO as well. But unfortunately, that is not possible. And I have to be patient for the next day for me to go on a nice neighborhood walk for a nice nature walk in this beautiful weather but yeah you know i hope everybody's been enjoying it to the max and truly relaxing okay all right so uh what else did i want to say there's a lot going on y'all in the world of combat sports and i really cannot wait to break it down for y'all wow oh wow wow um you already know we had the biggest pay-per-view card of the year happening this past weekend UFC 287 happening in Miami Florida you know the vibes were there the people just brought it on the performances were just on point and the entire card was stacked right so we're gonna be reminiscing a little bit about the fights that happened at UFC 287 everything that went down all the drama all the fight outcomes everything you need to know we're gonna be talking about it today and uh, we're going to be also briefly talking about the upcoming UFC fight night that we're having for the Saturday, April 15th, which is going to be happening at the T-Mobile Center at Kansas City. Uh, and this fight card is going to be headlined by a beautiful featherweight bout between the former featherweight champion Max Holloway, who's going to be fighting off against Arnold. Allen and i'm personally very excited about this bout because i have not seen max holloway fight in a hot minute i mean we haven't we haven't seen him fight as much since he lost his championship belt to alexander volkanovsky but here he is and he you already know if you know max holloway and you know the type of fighter and overall phenomenal human being that he is everybody just gets so excited incredibly excited whenever we see max holloway announced to fight on a card so he is going to be fighting this upcoming weekend and um i'm just really excited to see him fight once again i really do wonder if um this fight is going to put him any closer to yet another title shot against the champion and the featherweight division but you know what we shall wait and see you know i don't really want to give you guys any predictions as of yet because uh y'all already know the mma math doesn't always work out i could give you all the facts and you know logically how one fighter could be winning against the other but you are you never know what's actually going to happen on fight night so for this reason, I'm going to refrain from giving you my prediction. However, I just want to emphasize that I am 100% rooting for Max Holloway in this case. Max Holloway, uh, if you're familiar with his style of fighting, he loves to um, overwhelm his opponents with a great volume of strikes and shots. And uh, he, if you, if you do watch him fight... He doesn't really get exhausted. (laughs) That is a foreign term to him. He uh, has phenomenal stamina and cardio. And uh, if you do go and watch some of his training videos, you will see that he really does, like, that's his priority, right? He really, really wants to ensure that he can last the full five rounds, especially because here, this is going to be the main event of the evening, aka five rounds, right? Right. So, um, you know, he always does that. He really pushes himself, excuse me, himself to the limit just so he can always maintain his cardio and stamina and the actual fights. And it definitely shines through. And, uh, like I mentioned, his, um, forte in this case is to keep up the great volume of shots in this case against Arnold Allen. Arnold Allen, I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, (laughs) Okay, also, shame on me as I'm speaking this out loud. I, if I have to be honest with you guys, I have not been catching up with the the updates in the featherweight division in the UFC. So, if I have to, be, and I'm sure, okay, I am sure I have seen Arnold Arnold Allen fight at some point. However, however, I am not fully uh, like really well versed on how he fights like i haven't really seen him fight a lot i haven't been catching up with how he fights and this is me coming to you guys in all honesty just spilling some facts to you guys but you know what at least i'm honest and at least i'm not making some bs up right uh but uh what i can say is you know what the fact that they have put him up against max holloway he definitely has it in him. I'm sure he's a phenomenal fighter. He, After all, he is ranked the number four contender in the featherweight division. And again, the matchmakers decided to put him up against the former champion. So I'm sure he definitely has it in him. I personally just have not watched him fight as much before. Nonetheless, I'm very excited to see him fight against Max Holloway. And for Max Holloway as well to be making his comeback this upcoming Saturday have not seen him fight in a hot minute, but I'm very excited to see the Hawaiian prodigy uh, make this comeback fight. Once again, Um, I'm just briefly looking through this entire fight card and I see one, two. Okay. I see three uh, bouts that feature women fighters, but they're not on the main card. Um, And I know I've given you guys this, uh, This uh, venting, if you want to call it that, about how the UFC doesn't feature as many uh, uh, bouts with women fighters in them. And it really drives me drives me nuts. Um, but you know what? At least we're having three on the entire card. Yes, they're not on the main card, which is disheartening. But they got to start somewhere. They better include more women fighters in their upcoming events. Amen. All right. So, that was that. I I'm happy that I actually talked about it first because I do have some other stuff to break on this episode today. So, before I get into the reminiscing sesh about UFC 287, this is coming to you guys hot. Okay, drum roll please. Uh we this this news broke just a few hours ago and i get so excited when stuff like this happens because you guys get to hear it (laughs) you guys get to hear it here on tko first before anywhere else hopefully depending on what time uh, or when you will be listening to this episode but as i'm recording this episode this was announced only a few hours ago and i'm very excited and happy to announce that ladies and gents jake paul is going to be fighting off officially against nate diaz in a boxing match on august 5th in dallas and oh my goodness so i did not believe my eyes when i saw this okay i knew there were talks about this potential fight happening this celebrity quote-unquote celebrity boxing match happening very soon between jake paul And Nate Diaz, especially because there was so much back and forth. If you guys were catching up with the drama that was happening on social media, there was so much back and forth between the two guys. We all know Nate Diaz is the OG trash talker uh, from the realm of MMA. Oh, somebody whoa okay okay sorry that was just such a side bracket so because we're recording from our home studio uh i just heard a neighbor uh turn on their lawnmower and they were just cutting their grass but it, it was just incredibly loud and i i'm not sure if you guys caught it up on the mic but you know what hashtag the raw moments of tk yo you already know what i mean all right so going back to what i was saying about nate diaz you know he is the OG trash talker from the realm of MMA now put that against Jake uh, Jake Paul who is the biggest trash talker when it comes to celebrity boxing right now this is this makes for an interesting matchup not just because of the trash talking and the fact that uh, both guys really know how to sell their fight in this case before uh, August 5th but also I would argue that Nate Diaz is probably one of the better strikers that Jake Paul has faced so far in his career. And I'll tell you why. So everybody else that he had fought from before from MMA, you know, taking like Ben Askren or uh, Tyron Woodley, you know, they were MMA fighters and they were actual former champions from MMA. But their forte in MMA was never striking. Were they, were they able to strike well in an MMA setting? Absolutely. But did that translate well, uh, well to the striking that you get in boxing, like actual pure boxing? Not really, as we saw in those fights. Now... excuse me not jake diaz i just made up a brand new person nate diaz is a different breed in this case because even in mma you know yes he he does have a black belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu but in his mma fights he never really just relies on his um submission skills but he also really focuses on how he can dismantle his opponent via striking and uh, it's actually pretty admirable. Now, Nate Diaz, uh, the way he does this in MMA is through again keeping up, similar to uh, how I was talking about, uh, uh, you know, the striking method with Max Holloway. Nate Diaz is almost the same, but just at a at a higher weight division. Uh, the way that Nate Diaz fights is that you know he doesn't really throw the most powerful shots. But he is absolutely able to bombard you with shots with a great volume of shots so that you honestly wouldn't even have it have a second to breathe and have a second to recollect yourself to say, okay, what do I do now? Uh, What plan of action should I pursue now? This person is just, you know, really overwhelming me with all these shots. I don't know what to do. Unless there's a break or somebody throws in the towel or uh, the bell goes off for the round, right? Which is not the position that you really want to find yourself in, right? But that is, after all, the type of fighter that Nate Diaz uh, always shows up to be. And I am very much predicting that he would show up the same in this boxing match against Jake Paul. Now, I don't think nate diaz has had any prior professional boxing matches in the past he does he's very well into athletics we all know uh he is a veteran from the ufc so he's uh, had a bunch of experience in mma and of course like i said a bunch of experience in brazilian jiu-jitsu he also does triathlons with his brother nick diaz a lot of them but when it comes to professional boxing not really sure and actually, can confirm for a fact that he does not have any experience in professional boxing. So, this will be a first for Nate Diaz. Now, I cannot believe that I'm actually saying this, but in this particular matchup, and this pr- particular boxing matchup, Jake Paul has actually had more experience compared to Nate Diaz. Even though, overall speaking, he's had fewer years of experience when it comes to combat sports, but he has more experience fighting in professional boxing compared to Nate Diaz. Now, you know, I, I'm just saying all this stuff so that we can all put it put it into perspective. You know. Just coming at it from different uh, perspectives, right? Jake Paul, yeah, he's kind of new to combat sports overall, but he's had more experience doing boxing. Nate Diaz has a lot of experience in combat sports and different fields of combat sports, But he's kind of new to actual professional boxing. And these are some of the things that you need to keep in mind before you jump into conclusions as to who you should be betting on for this fight on August 5th. But uh, I do see it as my duty and responsibility as the host of TKO to lay these facts out for you guys so that we kind of make, you know, whatever judgment we want to make in our minds. We have all the facts presented to us, right? Nonetheless, I'm very excited for this fight. Um, Oh, my goodness. It's going to be on the Zone pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I'm just looking at the poster right now, and it's looking beautiful. And also, another thing I forgot to mention was that this fight is going to be happening at the 185-pound weight division. Now, um, Nate Diaz, he would when he was in the ufc he would fight at the welterweight division which is 170 pounds uh weight division but now he's gonna be fighting off at 185 pounds so this i believe is the heaviest that he has fought in any combat sports match and uh, i'm reading here that it is announced to be an eight round boxing fight which is you know it's it's a pretty long boxing fight normally for professional boxing matches for men we have 12 rounds of three minute rounds what is it yeah three minute rounds literally uh, but this one is set to be eight minutes uh, excuse me eight rounds three minutes each which is still pretty long you know i have uh, to for someone who has boxed before you know that's if you're not used to the game, that can take take a toll on you, especially a professional fight, right? But yeah, those are the n- different things I guess about this fight for Nate Diaz compared to some of the other fights that he's had in the past. Oh, well, pretty much all the fights that he's had in the past and the UFC, right? But I'm so excited for this fight, and I'm so happy. Like the timing of how the how. The news broke out and how the universe just kind of lined up for me to to talk about it on this episode i'm really happy i'm very excited i mean we could always just talk about it on our next episode but i'm happy that i i got to break the news to you guys kind of fresh when it was hot and fresh <laughs> Um, out the like they just signed their contract and their uh the the ink on the paper hasn't even dried yet and you already know your girl already broke the news to you so that's how good we are here on TKL haha <laughs> all right so that's that but now my my <laughs> my people my friends I really cannot wait any longer I have to start talking about UFC 287 I literally cannot hold myself back. You guys already know how excited I was uh, for this entire matchup, specifically the co-main event and the main event of the evening. Uh, But, okay, I'll try my best to talk about this without getting emotional. I want to talk about the co-main event of the evening, which was a welterweight bout between Gilbert Burns and (laughs) Mr. Street Jesus, Mr. King of Miami, uh, game-bred Jorge Masvidal who is uh, the hometown boy from Miami and the fights like I mentioned were happening in Miami and oh my goodness uh, this was so bittersweet this fight was so bittersweet you know uh, to give you a little bit of perspective on what was the story behind this fight well Jorge Jorge Masvidal we already know his journey uh, we know that he initially started from backyard fighting in the streets of Miami, in the ghettos of Miami. And uh, at some point in time, he was even homeless. But he loved the fighting game so much. He was so passionate about what he was doing that he would literally go sleep under a boxing ring overnight so he could still pursue his passion. But he did not. He was homeless. Now, look at that. And look at the hustle and grind that this man put into his life so that he can be where he is right now now where is he right now well he made it through the UFC he has fought many notable opponents he goodness I I told you guys I wasn't gonna get emotional but I'm just I'm getting goosebumps as I'm saying this because you know I'll explain in a minute why this particular fighter and human being means so much to me um so you know coming from that background to making it in the ufc and fighting so many notable opponents to him fighting for the bmf belt against nate diaz actually right and then him just having so many title shots and just him being who he was staying true to who he was but never backing down and never quitting and Always keeping up on his hustle and grind, he made it. He made it work, and uh, that's why he's always. Jorge Masvidal is always a fan favorite, and I've already told you guys my story with him about how he actually reposted my story on Instagram when uh, I was promoting TKO's posts and I wished him good luck on his fight uh, on a previous fight, and he thanked me in the DMs. And you know what? Nobody, not a lot of people do that. And to, you know, everything else that I just said. And in addition to him caring so much about his fans, you know, that's very incredibly admirable. And so, uh, like I was saying, you know, he made it in the UFC, but he did not really let it stop him from pursuing his... Ultimate dreams, which was to uh, make his own and come up with his own combat sports organization. So he came up with gamebred bare knuckle fighting, and he also came up with gamebred boxing, uh, for which he actually hosted fights for. Previous, like literally last week, before a week before he was supposed to fight himself. And this man, you know, he's just so true to who he is. He is who he is. There's no, he never hides anything. He's very honest and he's always true to his passion, hustle and grind. So that's Jorge Masvidal for you, right? And okay, by the way, on a, in a side bracket, me talking about Masvidal this much, you know, I, I have a very specific reason as to why I'm talking about and also I mean, pretty much paying tribute to Jorge Masvidal in this case, but please don't take that as we don't care about Gilbert Burns because Gilbert Burns, he's an absolute badass himself. You know, um, I talked about him on our previous episode and how uh, how much of a hard worker he is and how he always trains super hard regardless of who he is fighting. Um, and um, he's just incredible too. But, you know for this particular episode i really do see a fit for us to if i could you know behind the mic get up from my seat literally do a standing ovation for jorge masuro i would do it but you guys can't see it so unfortunately i have to just do it from my from my seat i'm I'm doing it right now as we speak because you know this man you know just look at where he was in life and where he took himself to through hustle grind and heart and as you guys saw on saturday night uh when jorge fought against gilbert burns it was a phenomenal fight both guys brought it on uh jorge masvidal unfortunately he lost through a unanimous decision Gilbert Burns had a phenomenal performance. He put a lot of pressure on Jorge, but Jorge also persevered through and uh, he fought the fight the way that he thought should should have been fought and he tried his best. Also, um, at the end of it, as you recall, you guys, Jorge Masvidal actually hung up his gloves. He left his gloves inside the octagon and he called it a retirement for his career. And that... <laughs> Goodness, that's why I told you guys, you know, this man is just like it's almost like not, somebody needs to make a movie out of this man's life, that's what they need to do. And uh, I apologize if I've been going from topic to topic when it comes to Jorge Masvidal I just get really excited when he is a topic of conversation because I really, he is my all time favorite fighter and I have a ton of respect for him. And uh, when Everything happened on Saturday night. I uh, turned to my pops and said, you know what, dad? I want to do a legitimate Jorge Masvidal uh, Appreciation Day, an episode actually on TKO, because it really does deserve it. Like look at at everything that he's accomplished over the years, right? So Masvidal did retire, but he, he retired in the best manner possible. You know, he's on top of the world. He retired on top of the world pretty much. And uh, another thing about Masvidal that is very admirable is that, you know, him having come from a immigrant family from Cuba, he often tells the story from the perspective of Scarface, aka the movie from 1983, I think it was, uh, featuring Al Pacino, you know, Scarface, Tony Montana, because the character was also from Miami, an immigrant from Miami who made it, to the top of saying, but then, you know, he had his own flaws and downfalls, which I think, I mean, Masvidal has never said that he's perfect. And for all those reasons, you know, Masvidal does what he has to do, but he's also like, you know what? I'm, I'm a bad guy. I'm the BMF champ, literally the baddest man on earth. Right. So for that reason, he really does truly resonate with, uh, Scarface. And <laughs> when he walked into, the ring or the octagon rather he had the scarface um uh theme song playing in the background as he was entering the arena which was gave me goosebumps and as i was watching the fight it was towards the end of the fight the the third round the third and last round uh, the there was i think about like 10 seconds or something left and Gilbert Burns he started unloading Massive shots onto Jorge Masvidal But Masvidal you know not only Did he not back down but he was just kind of Like giving him the hand gesture like Come on man like come on give me more give me More kind of thing and uh, he was Taking the shots he was defending them but it really did. If you have watched Scarface, which I actually binge watched literally before uh, the fights happened this weekend, if you have watched Scarface, the final scene where uh, Tony is trying to defend himself in his uh, mansion in Miami, where uh, I forget the other guy's name, anyways, <laughs> uh, when they're in his house to to murder him, he, you know, he knows that it is his downfall like he's gonna die that night but he doesn't back away and he comes forward even though it's like one man against like 20 men he did not care he came forward he took the shots he took the bullets but he did not stop fighting against them until the moment that he just he couldn't like he died he he had a um uh, a big bullet uh bullet in his uh, anyways i don't want to i don't want to make this too graphic but anyways the analogy being what happened to jorge masvidal towards, towards the end of that fight with gilbert resonated so much because it was literally the equivalent of that scene in scarface jorge masvidal is the real life tony montana But, you know, we love him so much because of his hustle, grind, and heart. I wish him all the best. I'm literally... I wish I had a video... uh, I wish this was a a video podcast because you could actually see what I'm doing right now. But I'm literally... I'll tell you what I'm doing. I am giving a major salute to Mr. Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. Thank you for everything you've done for the sport. And uh, thank you for being you. We wish you all the best in your future endeavors. And also, congratulations to uh, Gilbert Burns. And, oh my goodness, I did not <laughs> think I was going to talk about the uh, the uh, main event this much. But let, I'm just going to say what happened for the main event. Shout out to Israel Adesanya for... For winning back the middleweight championship belt, he got it done, man. He silenced eyed all the haters. He knocked out Alex Pereira in a counter shot. And that's, see, that's why we call him the salabander because he's so unorthodox. But he know, he sees the littlest opportunities and openings and he uses them to the best of his ability. And see, see where that got him? He won the championship belt again. So shout out to him too goodness oh my god i (laughs) i almost uh, i was out of breath but i'm just looking at the clock right now y'all unfortunately that is all the time we're gonna be having for this week make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with previous episodes you can also go to spotify and apple Podcasts to download our episodes and until next time it's your girl janan right here and this is tko peace out